I had to tell you about my bar experience. Where in the world is Ellen? Hey guys, this is Ellen. I am currently in Southeast Asia, either Myanmar or the Philippines, not really sure. Uh, dates and times does not matter here at all. <laughs> so I am remixing a podcast that I put out a long, long time ago. This is actually episode four about a local bar on an island in Namibia. So why am I redoing this? Well, a couple of reasons. One is I don't have time to make a podcast from scratch. That takes gobs of hours, uh, lots of resources, stuff like that. And I'm too busy absorbing vitamin D right now. Um, the second is that it's fun to kind of go back and see where I came from, at least for me. And the third most important is I spent my holidays around conservative people, as you do when you're in the Midwest. Um, these people who have never traveled, who don't own passports, uh, who don't understand different cultures, uh, different being anything that isn't the way that they do something. So human behavior, uh, everyone does this, me included, we laugh and giggle at things that we don't really understand. And you'll totally hear it in this piece. But here's the interesting part, again, maybe just for me. Um, when I retold this story over the holiday, I told it really differently. Um, I didn't laugh. I didn't giggle. It was really somber. Maybe because I understand more. Maybe because I empathize more. But with that, I'm going to give you the original because it's fun. It's more fun. A forewarning, there's no cussing, but it does get a little graphic around the... 620-ish mark. So just so you know. So with that, we are going to Impalela Island in Namibia, where I left a really long voicemail to my friend Suzanne. And that's what you're going to be listening to. I had to tell you about my bar experience. So here I am. I'm in Namibia. Try saying that five times fast. I'm on an island. It's about the size of Manhattan Island. And on here are about 2,000 people, 2,000 villagers. It's not really a town. There is no town. It's just mud and stone huts, about 49 villages or so. And each village has about 40 people in it. Blah, blah, blah. You do the math. Anyway, it's about 2,000 people, all in all. And they range at all ages, but if you ask anybody who lived before the HIV crisis, they don't actually know how old they are. They just say, I'm old enough to use the toilet because you have to be 60, 60 like six zero, to use the outhouse. Everybody else has to use the bush. So anyway, to get here, we had to use a boat. And you know me in boats, and I don't really get along with boats. So anyway, I was all kinds of seasick, and everybody's like, well, we're going on a sunset cruise. And I'm like, good luck. I'm going to stay here. So I stayed here, and I was talking to the owner of this lodge that we're staying at. I asked him, hey, well, what's there to do? Is there a bar? He's like, yep, there sure is, but the locals here are very shy. They're very reserved, and um, they don't really talk to white people and they don't really take to them because, you know, white people tried to kill them and tell them how terrible they are and force them out of their homes and stuff. So they won't really take to you. But I will ask and I'll let you know. I should explain a little bit backstory first and that everybody lives with their extended family. So it's not just like you and your brothers and sisters and your mom and dad or whatever. It's like 
your cousins, your second cousins, your aunts, your uncles, every single person will live in a, in one hut and you have to take care of like 20 people. And there's 400 students in the school. The school is primary to grade 10. If you don't work at the lodge, uh, which is the best job that you can get, you're out fishing or collecting bundles of reeds that you sell as thatching. Um, those are really the only two jobs. And women, of course, do all the grunt work and all the hard jobs. Oh, and there is an uprising of, like, women doing harder jobs. And so then the men feel emasculated, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so there's a lot of, like, disgruntled people that just don't really get to do a whole lot. So what do they do? They drink. Or they smoke the ganja, as they say it all in quotations. It's kind of cute because nobody here smokes pot unless you're really bad, like, really bad. Like, it is looked at as probably one of the worst sins. Um like, having HIV is okay, but smoking pot, totally not okay. So what a lot of kids will do, kids being, like, anytime after grade 10, which is 14 or 15, um, they will either go to work and they get jobs and whatever, and then they'll spend that money and they'll just go to the bar because they don't have anything else to do or to live for or to, you know, aspire to. So they go to the bar. So alcoholism and HIV is probably the two biggest problems in this area. So I'm sitting up here. I'm finishing in my book. I'm watching the sunset. And the next day I see him and he's like, hey, so about that bar. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard music and stuff. And he's like, yep. And did you hear it all of a sudden turn off? And I was like, yeah, that was kind of weird. I just figured power went out or something. And he was like, well, not exactly. Apparently, what happened is that there was a fight. It started with two kids, 16, 15, you know, something like that. And they got in an argument. They got in a giant fist fight. And one had a screwdriver. And he screwdrived, he threw the, he thrust the screwdriver into the other guy's neck. And the guy died instantly. Um, I forgot to mention, so after the guy died, um, there's two things. One, the guy that died is buried a couple days later. What they do, they have this whole ceremony and stuff, and they kind of stomp on the ground, and they light candles, and they do this ritual thing, and then he's buried uh, six feet under, obviously, and he's buried in the male plot, because what happens is there's a female plot, which is behind the house, and a male plot, which is in front of the house, and they believe that the spirit will protect their house, so that the ancestors will protect them. These ancestors go back generations, so the same, like, ancestors are buried in the same plot, and they're just thrown into the ground. There's no coffin or anything like that. Um, and the women are in the back of the house so they can help with the cooking, um, which is hashtag adorbs. Other random fact about that, and that's why Africans don't uh, want to move. That's why they don't want to be relocated, because it is actually a sin. It would be the cardinal sin um, to uproot and move your family, because then you're not around the ancestors that are protecting you. Like, who's going to protect you if you move away from the ancestors? Um, so that's why they won't move, which is important for later stories. Do you know, do you know, do you know, do you know.
the guy that did the murdering, um, he is now in juvenile jail, and he will be going to adult jail once he turns 18. And there is no, because there are so many witnesses, there is no trial, and he will be in jail for 15 years without trial, without anything else, so on and so forth. When he gets out, the only thing that he could do is move back in with his family and do the same thing that he was doing before, which is fish and collect reeds and stuff like that for his family. So he is bound to village life. He, There is no future for him. Yeah, so that happened at the local bar on this tiny little island that's as big as Manhattan. And we took a picture of the bar, which I'm going to send to you later, or I'll just post it on the book face. I can't ever say that I almost or nearly went to a bar that had um, mortality happen, but I lived in Baltimore, so that, I don't know, I figure that that should have happened like way more often than it did in Africa. As always, you can listen to more podcasts or read more stories at ellenlurie.com. And please, please, please send me your questions. I need these for a future podcast and also for a lecture that I'm going to be putting together. So please send me questions, ln.lurie at yahoo.com. I will hopefully be back in two weeks, maybe, unless I decide to live here. Uh, Hopefully I'll see you in two weeks.